Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Let's do it. Welcome to the Quick Stop Formula One podcast. My name is Nasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me, as always, is my co host and co founder. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I've even got into the thing. You're already laughing. Tandy. I'm excited. You've got your little fisherman hat on. I've got my drink and my straw and my rum. Wow, look, this is shaping up to be a goat episode. I am absolutely gone off the wine for those <laughs> on the YouTube and Spotify. Thank you for following. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're following us. Thank you to all our new followers and subscribers. We have got a very special guest today. Oh, yeah, Tanny's doing the point. Make sure you subscribe. We've got a very special guest today. All the way from California, America. Can you believe it? We're international right now. <laughs> international. We have got Chevy from Chevy Talks Racing, all the way from America. I'm going to give you the round of applause. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, look, the pleasure is... California, uh, California. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Uh, Chevy, how, how is it going, man? Like, how are you doing? Thank you for coming on the show. Like, how are you feeling on this Sunday? Sunday night for us, I think it's Sunday afternoon for you. It is Sunday afternoon, just turned 12. I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. Thank you for having me. Today was kind of a weird day, but as is with all race weekends, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> love no. it. Love it. Love it. Super dope. But look, before we get into it, you said something that made me and Tandy very jealous um, because you had a pretty special wake up call. Yeah, so I got a wake-up call from none other than Sir Lewis Hamilton earlier oh today. Um, oh <laughs> um, it was part of like this marketing thing that F1 was doing with US fans only. Sorry, guys. But we were able to put in our number and pick the driver that we wanted to give us a sort of wake-up call two hours before the race. For me, that time window was 5 to 7 a.m. So I wanted to record it because I didn't know if it was actually going to be him speaking or not. I figured out later on that he probably wasn't going to be speaking because who has time for that. But it was Mm. a pre-recorded call from Lewis Hamilton. Um, I recorded it 
a video should be up on my channel at some point later today or tomorrow. But yeah, definitely an interesting call from Sir Lewis Hamilton. Wow. Incredible. Absolutely. I'm so wow. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> I like, I'm like not jealous of the fact that you guys, like we take it for granted. Like it is, it was like three o'clock today, the race yeah. like for us. I was like, we had like, I had like a little roast dinner. I've, you know, I'm, Aww. I'm chilling. You know, I'm knee. As you can tell, me and that Tandy knee deep in the alcohol. Um, I mean, enjoy. We're, we're in living- my day consisted of me watching the race. I broke my nails, by the way, as you can oh, see, no. two nails are broken during this very intense race. Um, I've been drinking rum all day. I've got a fisherman hat on. Yes, you do you have know? a It is uh, really. And I've been smoking on that Verstappen. I mean, on that Max. Pack all day. Oh man, puffing on it, puffing on it. But at least we did have to wake up at seven o'clock. So we are, yeah. we we super appreciate mm-hmm. the effort you've made, even like to come on the show. Because me, I would be knee deep in a nap right mm-hmm. now. So we super appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and and look, um, what a weekend of of sport. And I guess you probably had to do it all three days this week because of the new format you know you, there's there's no off days uh friday you probably could have just caught up with the highlights of practice but we actually had qualifying and then on saturday we had the sprint race so yeah so what i guess like chevy it'd be great to get your thoughts and, and tandy as well um but like chevy what were your thoughts on on the sprint race um did you like it are you a fan of it what, what are your thoughts okay so for me I know a lot of people beforehand had like mixed opinions about it. Some people, I think even Lewis was like, oh, it might be a train. Like, it's not going to be that great. Um, Other people were like, it's going to be really great. It's going to be fun. Um, I knew to some extent that people towards the back of the grid would be more willing to take risks as opposed to people in the front. But something Mm. kept telling me that it was also going to be kind of exciting because I know that the F2 sprint races tend to get a little out of hand sometimes. So I was already thinking like somebody might spin, like somebody might get knocked out. And for me, I definitely thought it was a good addition um, to what we're typically used to. I mean, typically, I know a lot of people don't really tune into free practices or even quality sometimes, but this was definitely interesting. Great start from Verstappen, as we all saw, Um, kept things a little bit spicy. So I thought it was definitely a good addition and maybe that's just because it was Silverstone and Silverstone is a good track, but I would like to see yeah. in the future. No, it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely different when it is. We've not seen anything like it, you know, in, in our lifetime in, in Formula One and they are trying to, trying to switch it up a bit. Tandy, you know, what were your thoughts? Did you, did you watch it yesterday? I was, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> at first I was really massively confused and I, I don't think I speak on behalf of myself here I was watching other, other people's tweets and everyone was a bit confused at first okay. I still don't understand the reason why we had a sprint race or why that was brought along but fair play it wasn't that bad it was cool mm. I guess but I still just don't understand why it was there yeah well mm. They're saying it's there to get essentially like kind of like cricket of 2020 and 
other kind of sports formats, it is to get a shorter format of like a, a Formula One race and to essentially kind of make it easier for people maybe who are newer to Formula One. They say younger people, but I'm not really too sure on that demographic, but essentially to make it like an entertaining race, but short. And so it doesn't take up your whole... It was, yeah, it was short and sweet. I like that about yeah. it. And I thought it was a nice preview to what like the actual GP would look like. Um, yeah. I heard that they introduced it because, one, Silverstone lost a lot of money last year when the pandemic hit and suddenly all those ticket sales dropped and people couldn't come to the circuit. So they had to make up money somewhere. Mm. And two, they wanted to increase like audience retention rates and stuff, make things more exciting for fans starting oh. from the first day of the weekend by moving traditional qualifying to Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talked with Ellie Norman at F1 last year. She's the director of marketing and communications. And she was telling me F1 is always trying to bring in these new things to make things more interesting for fans. That's why they did F1 TV and Drive to Survive. So yeah. they're always working on these like quirky things to make things more fun for fans. So I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Yeah. Man. Look at the levels of guests that we Just me. Sorry, bro. I was being scientific. She said, I spoke to her personally. Spoke to, just had to have a little chat with Ellie from F1, you know. Yeah, I mean, just oh, Ellie from right. F1. <laughs> so, yeah, they're trying to switch it up. But you just, guys. You know, Lewis like, just woke me up this morning. He said, make sure you've got your race, innit? <laughs> um, no, and look, that's, that's a really good point. Um, because I. You know, I'm an avid F1 fan. I watched qualifying. I watched, and on yesterday, if it was just qualifying, I probably, I was out and about yesterday. So I probably would have just like let it slide. I would have watched the highlights, but I made sure I'm, I went to a bar where they were showing the F1. I watched it live because I was like, I have to watch this race. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I did because it was a, it was a good race. I think it was, I think some people, go between like it was especially I think Hamilton fans we were a bit mm. burnt because of the star and everyone was like oh, <laughs> this is bullshit <laughs> but um I, but I think we we were able to I think you've put it really well there Chevy it was like a window into what a full GP is like and I think there's I think this weekend has shown I think there's room for both. There's room for a sprint race and hopefully next year when the cars are able to follow each other a bit more, a bit more overtaking, it could be incredible. But it also shows how good a normal GP is and the suspense that you can get over an hour and a half of racing um is also unmatched. So it's just an amazing weekend for Formula One. For sure. Um Tandy. Nyasha. Uh, after <laughs> after the, after the spin race, Verstappen won, obviously, yep. and um, you know Lewis Hamilton was second. What were your thoughts going into the race today? And I guess how how are you feeling going into today's race? I guess it wasn't a win because it was pole, but yeah. I one again, you yeah. know, Lewis got on pole, but Verstappen won and quite comfortably as well. So what were your thoughts, I guess, going into the race today? 
I think definitely I was optimistic. Obviously, I've been going on about how Mercedes have to pull their socks up. So I was definitely like, you know, this is home ground. Lewis always wants to do well at Silverstone because a young Lewis, he does it for his younger self, if anything. We know that yeah. because he always tells us like, guys, this has always been my dream. So I feel with Lewis, he definitely had the pressure on him. He definitely was, you know, you know, Lewis is serious about his game when he drops the selfie. He hardly comes in in the fashion show kind of thing. So I definitely knew it was game time. Yeah. It was game time, guys. Yeah. It was game time. Yeah. Look, it was game time. This guy Mm -hmm. in between fashion shows and wake-up calls seemed to have something Mm. in in the locker today. And Chevy... um, Lining up on the grid today, we saw how the start went last time in the sprint race, Verstappen kind of getting into the lead. And there was some pretty dicey, def- almost a dicey, there was aggressive defending from Verstappen, but, you know, he kind of kept Lewis, Lewis behind. Um, in your wildest dreams, could you have predicted what was to transpire at the start today? Mm, no, because typically I would expect from these two drivers, especially to avoid any sort of incidents like that. Um, you don't mm. necessarily see them two really doing things like that. You kind of expect that from other drivers, but I don't really would, I wouldn't expect Lewis and Max to do something like that. Um, but as they were going around, I kind of felt like it was going to happen. They were getting really close to each other and, I know Max didn't want to give up the spot. I know Lewis really wanted it. And, you know, it kind of just went off at one point. Um, I was definitely yeah. surprised. Um, was a little bit scary as well, seeing the impact of that crash on Verstappen's yeah. side. I was, you know, hoping that he would get out okay and stuff. And I was even more mm. impressed when they said that he was going to the hospital. He wasn't feeling that great. And, you know, like head injuries are really serious. This yeah. that crash was like what fifty one G's, so kind of kind of a big yeah. Um, and so yeah, yeah, like for me, I was definitely, you know, red flag right at the start of the session was not that great, but you know, as the rest of the race went on, things seemed to be somewhat okay. But yeah, I'll talk more about the win like later. But as yeah, the start goes, yeah, um, definitely kind of <laughs> all right, kind of it. Oh, well, look. After you, Tandy. Oh, you go. Okay, because I was going to say, look, we started it last week, and we're going to bring it back. Bring so, it back! It yes! Quick stop call is in session right now. Order, order, order. Order. In the case of Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton into Cop's Corner... <laughs> Chevy and Tandy, members of the jury, ladies and gentlemen, at home in the YouTube comments, sub Spotify. If you're listening, subscribe. If you're listening, uh, if you're watching, subscribe. If you're listening, follow. But guys, order. What do we think, members of the jury? Who do you think is guilty of the collision between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton into the first corner at uh, at Cops? Chevy, I'll come back to you, but Tandy, Mm. who's guilty? Someone's got to be guilty. 
back in the Roman times, <laughs> they would. <laughs> back in the Roman times, they'd have lions fighting in cages. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. And it would be a fight to the death, no? And nobody would turn around and say the other lion was in the wrong. Okay. Yeah? Right. Guys, this what we witnessed today at Silverstone, my friends, was a classic game of chicken. Oof. It was a game of chicken, and we saw two of the best drivers on that grid... Take it out head to head. Now, I watched that clip. I watched it several times, you know. Corinne Chandler yeah. was playing it over and over again. <laughs> By the way, can we just say, this was the first time in my life I'll ever, ever agree with Corinne Chandler, ever. Hey, first and last, he, by the way. He was spitting. He was spitting. He was spitting. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jensen Button took the stance of calling Lewis violent. By the way, we heard that. And your rating's gone down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's on fraud watch. He's on, he's on he's on fraud watch because he was he was the same man smiling at Lewis when he was doing the interview. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. That was a classic game of chicken, and it was yeah. a fight to the death, and the best man won. Ooh. By the way, Max knew what the fuck he was doing. By the way, oh watch that over and over and over and over and over again, guys. I watched it over and over again. Yeah, fair <laughs> game of ch- chicken. Someone just came off worse. Yeah. On the other hand, when they were kind of like delegating everything and everyone was like in this cause of commotion that they were in, I did think to kind of compare it to Lando and Perez's thing in Austria. Yeah. Where I thought, then I looked back on that crash and I was was like, that was obvious whose fault that was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, So, me as a member of this jury right now. Yeah. Your verdict. I am saying this is classic driving. Sorry, Mr. Horner, if you could just if you could just calm down, yeah. we'll have to kick you out. Yeah. We'll have to kick you out the car, Order. Mr. Horner. Order. Order, please, Mr. Horner. Karen Horner. Order. Karen Horner, please relax. Please, 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 please. Please relax. Um, sorry. Sorry, before I was really interrupting. Yeah, no, no. He's doing a lot. Honestly, a lot. that was a classic case of great driving. Yes. You hear me? That's what gets the people going. <laughs> it does get the people going. And look, Max gives it out, but apparently he can't take it. But that's a different. That's a different conversation. Well, well, Max well, loves look. to be violent on them roads, but he can't take it when somebody else gives it to him. Look, I don't think I. I'm mm-hmm. going to give my opinion, but I look. I respect it, Tandy, mm-hmm. and I am inclined to agree. But Chevy. Chevy. Um, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Me and Tandy, we're reprobates. Okay, like we this podcast is the worst. People probably tune in. We're like, there is no semblance of impartiality at all. We're bad. Okay, so please, what your your opinion is probably the most valued on here. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I promise. What what do you think? Um, it'll be really interesting to see. What's your opinion on on what went down at that corner? Because um, I, I, honestly, I was saying to my friend, I watched it with two people who don't normally watch Formula One, and they were like, "Wow, this is amazing! <laughs> this is great!" And I was just saying to them, like, "You've just watched a bit of F one history today, like yeah. the way people talk about Prost and Senna, 
the way people talk about Hill and Schumacher and, you know, when two people come together like that, we've not really had that with Vettel and Hamilton. Mm. Like, they, it didn't happen. Whereas, uh, maybe Canada, but it doesn't really count. But, like, yeah, Verstappen and Lewis, this feels like a massive moment in F1 history that we're really lucky to have witnessed. But this is court. We've got to, we've got to assign some kind of verdict. So what was your verdict on, on what happened today? Mm, okay, well, first of all, a little bit about myself. I try not to get too biased when it comes to, like, F1 incidents and That's stuff. Good. I, I don't know what it is about me. Like, I genuinely cannot handle the pressure of being on one side. Um, You're a professional. That's that's what you're supposed to do. That's what we're not doing. But when it involves like somebody who you really like, like I really like Lewis Hamilton. He's probably my favorite driver on the grid right now, if not like of everybody. And so yeah. I genuinely appreciate every single win that he gets because I know, you know, he's he's not a joke. Like he's a seven time world champion. Yeah. Um so for me Watching that today, I was like, I watched it from all sorts of angles, and I definitely felt like it was 50-50. Like, Lewis said he was alongside. I felt like he definitely knew he wasn't alongside. Um, And Max was like, well, I was way ahead. Like, he should have known. But I felt like he was definitely closer to Lewis than he thought he was. was. I knew it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. it was definitely one of those things. Like, both of you guys knew what you were doing. You both were risking it and unlucky. It just happened to Verstappen. The same thing could have happened to Lewis if, you know, maybe Verstappen hit him at a different angle. And so for yeah. me, I definitely yeah. thought, could it have been avoided? Maybe if one of them had just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, kind of keep to my own. But they were really on yeah. it and it cost one of them their race. Do I agree with how Red Bull carried it after it happened? No certainly do not agree with how they've, you know, <laughs> went about it. No. Red Bull are out here trying to turn Formula One. Bruh. Red Bull are out here trying to turn this into real housewives of Formula One. Yeah. Love and hip-hop Formula One. If that's what you want, Christian, let's have it. Let's <laughs> bloody well have it, mate, because you won't win. Yeah, no, no. Look, <laughs> when they go low... Oh. We go lower, bro. We go lower. We'll take it to the gut if you want to do that. Trust me, we want it back in blood. Are you dumb? No, don't try (laughs) it. No, unbelievable. Look, Chevy, as ever, so eloquently put, um, I'm inclined to agree. You know what? My brain agrees with you. Mm. I think, um, I think you're right. I think... Lewis, there is a point where he's he's kind of like alongside him, but then obviously he has to go a bit slower to get around the corner because he's tighter. So obviously he's in a position where I think four or five races ago, for example, when they were side by side in Imola, Lewis went for it and then he got pushed out. And then since then, he's not really gone for it like that. There's been a lot of other times where Lewis has backed out of like first corner incidents. So... I feel well, sorry, Tandy. Go ahead, please. There is actually the argument, guys, that so I did see because I now follow a lot of Formula One meme pages. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen that meme of um, Leonardo DiCaprio and he sat there pointing at the TV? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. That always pointing at the TV. <laughs> if anyone's not seen it, we're going to insert it, right? Yeah, we'll put it in. We'll put it in. That was 
Albin looking at the crash like that that guy did that shit to me in Austria and Brazil. He did that shit to me. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? This morning I woke up, yeah. And I read this article about how Helmut Marco said Lewis Hamilton <laughs> actually ruined mm. album's career with that Austrian move. So that's another side of the argument, just playing devil's advocate. Okay, look, man, that's a big devil's advocate. Lewis Alex Albon was sat there at the TV going, yeah. <laughs> pointing, and he said, hey. <laughs> um, look, I, I t- look, I totally agree. I think, yeah. I think, I think, Lewis, if Lewis isn't 32 points behind, mm. I don't know if he makes that move. I think if Lewis is 32 points ahead, I think he probably backs out of it. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he doesn't go into it. I think, but, and I think also Max, Max has been sticking it on Lewis for a long time now. Okay. We can go back to so many races, even the sprint race. Max yeah. stuck it on Lewis and then his defence, you know, the weaving on the straight, you know, this race, like you said, Chevy, it was building up to that. Like it was, it was so aggressive, that defending. He was weaving, he was moving late, he was cutting Lewis off. It was aggressive. And he, and I think Max, if he was, if in his heart, if he looks back on it, he'll look at that. He'll look at what Charles Leclerc did when Lewis stuck it up the inside and go, you know what? I could have just maybe backed out of it. I could have gone wide, mm. stayed second. I could have probably caught him and passed him in the future, yeah. passed him on strategy, or only lost seven points, eight points. Right. And still be today 25 points ahead of Lewis. It'd still be a race win ahead. He didn't. He stuck it on him because he's been sticking on him all season. And I saw a tweet. Someone said, um, yes, Lewis has been backing out of it for too long. It's time for Max to have to think twice about sticking it on Lewis and to think about the consequence of potentially going out of a race in a title race. And I think that's, you know, I think that's uh, for that. So in terms of a verdict, I'm going to say, I think, you know, we're going to say a hung jury on this, okay? A hung jury. However... If I'm going to talk personally from the heart, Max Verstappen, you fucked it, bro. You fucked it, Absolutely bro. Absolutely fucked it. Absolutely <laughs> fucked it. What a donut. What Absolutely a bloody donut, donut mate. Yeah, donut. And then it. to come back on social media today and cry. Oh, my God. Why oh, my would God. you be doing that? Why would you celebrate like that? It's so disrespectful. Get a Let's, grip. You give it out yeah. and you can't take it. You, Helmut Marco, and the other one, Chris. Christiana, Christiana Horner, go suck your mum. Go suck your mum. Oh my God. Oh, no, but I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, anyway. feeling that way about this and I feel like it's it's the Red Bull mentality they've got a very different mindset from Mercedes when it comes to taking risks I mean yesterday Max Verstappen's brakes literally on fire as he was Mm, from the start like he did not 
give two cents about potentially ruining those break discs. He was, they were on fire as he was like, I'm going to get in front of Lewis. And then today they literally changed Perez's tires to softs just so they could get a fast lap in and take that point away from Lewis, I think who would set the fastest lap point then. So that goes to show Red Bull will do anything to get their points in and get their drivers back on top. So Am I surprised that Red Bull is making these comments? No. But was it deserved? No. I don't think Christian Horner had to say those things about Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I heard they didn't even tell Lewis that Max was in the hospital. So. Trust me. And no, also, no. No, come on, no. I'm sorry. He walked out of the car. He like, walked. You know, it's not like it was Grosjean and the thing was like, oh, I'm saying, yeah. like he's like he's okay. Chris okay? Warner like, was going sick at ten. No, no, he was going. Warner. I wrote these quotes down, by the way. Oh, good. Oh, good. I hope Lewis is very happy with himself. Yeah. He says, yeah. You just don't do that. It's one of the fastest corners in the championship, and Lewis has enough experience to know not to do that. He's in hospital, and he just kept repeating, 51G, 51G. 51G. At first, Christian Horner, by the way, he was milking them injuries, guys. At first, Christian Horner said, he said, no, he's not come out with any bruising. He's, He's not got any head injuries. He's just a bit shaken up. And then all of a sudden it became, no, he's got he's got whiplash. And then all of a sudden he's got a bit of a limp. No, my G. Tell us the truth. He walked out. He waved at us. <laughs> just gone back to the hospital. Be checked. Few bumps and bruises here and there, but it's not no. like Max doesn't give it out, mate. It's not like it, Max doesn't give it, it out. It is fine. Look, this geezer. This geezer went head first into the barrier at Monaco. Like it's not like he's not had big shunts before. Like Do you know he, what I mean? he's okay. That crash was bad. And look, like. We're never advocating for someone to be hurt or no. whatever. Like, no, 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 no. We, we're happy. We're happy he walked out. The reason we're yeah. saying all this is because, you know, it's great that he got up. It's great that he got out. And it's great that he's not seriously injured. I think Christian Horner, look, I was all for it before the penalty got given because everyone's on a madness. Christian Horner, uh, Toto Wolf sending emails. I love that. Sassy Massey. Christian or fucking Tony Wolf was like, I've sent you some emails. Check your emails. <laughs> check your emails. Massey was like, brother, I don't even check my emails. He was like, talk to my younger. I can't <laughs> even deal with this right now. Go talk to my younger. He'll deal with my man because I'm not even checking that. I thought that was great. But obviously, yeah. look, even Valtteri Bottas is on the blower. Like, oh, it looks like a racing incident to Fam. me. Valtteri Bottas was back in corner. Hey, Do you know, that's look. my guy still. Hey. That's my guy. You know that meme that's like, look what a money maker bitch do. Like, look what a new <laughs> contract will make. Like, this, this guy is twerking for that contract. Oh, my nah, God. Bottas, do you know what? Bottas, you know, I have been known to come on this podcast and say a bit of mean content about you, my guy. You but slayed. today... I'm honestly going to say, Valtteri Bottas, the freaking goat. You did your job. <laughs> did Absolutely job. amazing job, by the way. Great yeah. stuff from you, mate. My no, guy. Did a, did a great no. job. And I guess before we get into, I guess we've, I'm really happy we've discussed that. Uh, I'm so bloody happy. Lewis, <laughs> in this place. But um, <laughs> um, I guess before we get into that, I guess Chevy, what do you think this means for the title race? 
going forward now? I feel like, you know what? We were on the podcast. I, I remember even saying on this podcast, I was I was pretty downbeat. I was like, I don't know. I think Max is going to walk this title now. And I, you know, I felt like some of the, that edge and excitement that we had at the beginning of the season when they were going toe to toe was kind of fizzled out. But I feel like maybe this is like ignited it even more. And we, we now are looking at maybe one yeah. of the greatest seasons yeah, of all yeah, time. No. But what do you think uh, about how, what this means for the title race going forward? I think this is definitely set the tone for the rest of the season um, has shown that Mercedes is right up there with Red Bull. They're not going to let any sort of defeats from Red Bull undermine what they can do. And Red Bull is now like, oh my God, like we're only four points ahead in the championship. We absolutely cannot continue to just rely on our winning streak. Like Mercedes is right behind yeah. them. Um, for me, it's kind of reminiscent of Senna and Prost. Um of course, like stuff now is modern, but with the whole Max and following Lewis and starting to take more <laughs> personal than it needs to be, kind of, I think we're going to see a mm. lot more of this kind of driving on track. And I don't want to see any more crashes, but I don't know. Yeah. Just got to wait and see. No, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, this is, uh, look. If people didn't watch Drive to Survive before, <laughs> the Drive to Survive for this season. Honestly, yeah, I thought this episode is just going to be absolutely hey, amazing. Hey, like, it is I can't wait to watch this episode. Good. Oh, man. Just the... Yeah. You know what? The mad thing is, they could make a Drive to Survive purely on Christian and Tony. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that's that, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's it. Red Bull Mercedes. That could literally be it for ten episodes. I would watch that. And but it, this is what I was saying. Those two literally make up the Real Housewives of Formula One. Yeah, like they are so messy. The pair of them, they're so yeah. messy. And then Helmut Marco comes in, and he's like, he is the ultimate uh, messy yeah, 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 one. Yeah, yeah, Helmut Marco, like, I'd love to just see. Formula One off the grid, off the race, races, when they're all prepared, when they're choosing all the drivers, when he's phoning all the GP2 kids and telling them, <laughs> I saw that race, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh, so man. messy. So I said that uh, just before we move on, uh, I, uh, we said on the account that Max is doing the most late as Lewis is going to come and do love and light and move on. Mm -hmm. uh, Lewis's Instagram message. Today is a reminder of the dangers we face in this sport and we should never take lightly the risks. Send my best wishes to Max, who is an incredible competitor, and I'm glad to hear he's okay. I will always race, race hard, but always fairly. So proud of what we achieved today through teamwork. My team showed great grit, perseverance, commitment to this incredible sport. It's a dream to win in front of my home crowds and, uh, and crowd. This is for you. Never give up. Give up. Keep rising. Keep fighting. And that's it. Let's all, Sportsmanship. Let's all move, that real mean? winner. Real winner. Let's all move on. Um, also, streets are saying Max has unfollowed Lewis off Instagram. This is fresh, are, by the way. They are yeah. saying that, and you know what? Good. Yeah, good readers. Lewis doesn't Content need that. rubbish. Joey you know doesn't need that hater energy. Trust like, me. That's evil eye. If ever, Trust. I've seen evil eye. Max is screenshotting his stories and everything you know in the group chat. Helmet. I don't want my biggest op following me on Instagram. Trust. Don't, <laughs> don't follow me, bro. 
at all. Podcast <laughs> but... <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, anyway. let's be professional. And look, there were 18 other drivers on that grid today. I forgot about them. Uh, I didn't even know they existed. I'm not going to lie. I thought they was even... I'm not going to lie. That was Anthony. None of the Haas cars made it. They didn't talk about George Russell or Nicholas Latifi. Literally, no. Pierre Gasly, barely any coverage except for when he came out and stuff. They literally yeah. only focused on the top half of the grid. Literally. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes this section a bit hard. We normally do like Star of the Day and Donkey of the Day. And like, there's not, I guess we've obviously, we've kind of gone into the Hamilton Verstappen thing. And obviously you can choose Verstappen or Hamilton for your whatever. But um, I guess Chevy, I'll go to you and then we'll go to Sandy. Who was your Star of the Day? Who was, you know, who was, for you, who who put in a really good performance today? Mm, so I'm going to veer away from Lewis and Max because there are things that I don't agree with with either of them with how this race turned out. Yeah. But I'm going to play it safe. Um, I would mention two drivers. One, probably Charles Leclerc, just because with everything that Ferrari has been through and for them to really jump up, get both the Ferraris, Piece up, you know, even just a few races back, they weren't doing so great. So to see a Ferrari up there, that was nice. And two, Lando Norris. Um, there was a point in the race where he could have genuinely been P1, um, but, you know, it didn't work out in his favor. Yeah. So I would say those two drivers, I think, did a really good job for me today. Not too many problems, just did what they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, really good. Really good. Tandy, you tweeted out that you predicted a Leclerc podium pretty pretty early in the race. Pretty bloody early, yeah. I actually even texted you. And you I did. was like, that guy's getting a podium. And here's another first for an episode. Yeah. My driver of the day is actually yeah. a young Charles Leclerc. Wow. <laughs> wow. Let me tell you now. Chevy, let me tell you now. We'll do anything to not praise Charles Leclerc, yeah? It is like oh, wow. blood from a stone. Oh, Trust. my God. And today we have done it. Hallelujah. Um, and look, I'm not going to write too much for Charles because there's, he's, he's a bit iffy on a couple of things. But we won't. Look, we'll leave that for today. However, Charles? good performance. Fantastic performance. Great driving. Also, can we note that Charles also proved the point that I was trying to make that it's really easy to just move over, Max. Oh, yeah, indeed. It's very easy. <laughs> you know, there's a yeah. steering wheel. You, just, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Charles did it. He proved it. And that was very. That was a very iconic moment in the race because everybody was who was doubting Lewis and kind of saying, well, Lewis plays this and this. Charles said, yeah. look. This is what Max should have done, and he did it. It's possible. So there you go, yeah. And that's why I'm giving Charles my drive of the day. No, look. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I can't. Mm. I can't. I, I, honestly, I think we've been... I've, I've definitely been critical of, 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 of Leclerc. I think sometimes he makes a lot of silly errors. Yeah. I think he can be clumsy. Mm -hmm. um but i think today it showed 
that pace that he showed in Ferrari, I think especially in the first stint, his tyre preservation, which has been a massive problem with the Ferrari. It's been the reason why they lost out in Baku and went backwards. Um, I guess we'll never know what he would have done at, at Monaco, but uh, he his race, his I was expecting Lewis Hamilton to do what he did in the second stint, in the first stint, and for him to keep Lewis Hamilton three la- three seconds, well, two and a half seconds behind, um, and then to pit after Lewis as well. So he, he you know, we all know Lewis keeps his tyres in a great condition. Mercedes pit first, probably trying to get an undercut. They couldn't do it because even if he, he stayed out for a couple more laps and uh, and did well. So I think it was a, a drive that showed Leclerc is a world-class driver and he deserves to be put up there as a world-class driver. You know, I it, actually agree. Yeah. I actually agree, yeah. It was, it was a great drive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we really need to appreciate that drive today fantastic for me, was honestly. fantastic. It was cruel. It's not the first time Hamilton's hunted him down and, and passed him a couple of laps before the end as well. It happened uh, Bahrain 2019 um, as well. So Listen, I'll always give it to Charles. Like, he will always let somebody pass. Yeah, yeah no. He knows when to. He's a good he's a good driver. I feel like Charles isn't actually... I mean, other than, like, the clumsy stuff, like, hmm. uh, you know, it was Verstappen edging him out in Austria that made him be like, oh, okay, is this how we're racing now? Okay, then I'm just going to, I'm going to race, I'm going to race like really hard. So um, no, big up Charles. uh, And you're right. You know, he showed you don't have to crash into each other at Cops. Like you can, two people can go through. There's a whole runoff area. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to crash into each other. And I think Mm -hmm. that was, that's what was weird about the, the coverage. I was watching Channel Four, so for the, so I was like, you know what? For once, mm. let me watch Channel Four. Never watch it. What is it like? Let me see what it's like. I heard it was better. Oh than what you guys, huh? I heard it was better than what you guys typically get for coverage. It's good. I think I chose the wrong day to watch it because it's like watching Red Bull TV. David Coulthard, Mark Webber. Uh. It was. Oh my God, these guys were like, they were, Mark Webber was like, that is not harsh enough. He should have been like, they'll call it for like 10 second uh, drive through. That's what they were saying. They're like, mm. all different. Call time saying it was harsh. So, like, I like their little, like, they're a lot more fun than Sky. They're, and I think they cater to a younger demographic better yeah. than Sky do. Um, but, because of what happened today, it was very biased viewing. But look, nevertheless, Charles Leclerc, well done. Um, my driver of the day. Mm. There's a few people I want to shout out. Mm. Fernando Alonso. Tandy, hear me out. Hear me out, Tandy. <laughs> hear me out. I know. I know you don't like Uncle. I know. But yesterday... That start, and this is why, Chevy, we were talking about earlier, why people at the back can make the sprint race work to their advantage. I think Fernando started in 13, maybe. P11, and then he moved up to P5. Yes, yes. Yeah, Uh, P11 up to P5 at the start, finished in seventh, and that's where he started today, and he finished today as well. So on a normal day, he probably would have started outside of the points, 
maybe could have made it to 10th or whatever. But because of the sprint race and his amazing start, I think passing, like I say, passing six people at the start um, and then eight, being able to finish in seventh and take that into today and keep that place, you know, all that talk we were saying, you know, he's finished, Ocon's putting him in the dirt and it's mad, you know, to have to have two years out, come back and be performing at his level, it just deserves a little bit of a little bit of praise. Uh, Chevy, any any words for uh, Fernando Alonso? No, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, generally, I don't talk too much about Alonso just because, like, his whole coming back to F one and none of the junior drivers getting a seat. That's like always been like a little like lift for me. But his <laughs> no, dear. Can you okay. repeat that, please, Chevy? Repeat that. Repeat that, please, so the people in the back who didn't hear you. Chevy, I need you to repeat that, please. So, yeah, like I was saying, I do genuinely feel like, okay, like instead of Alonzo, instead of them signing Alonzo, they could have signed Guan Yu Joe. Or I, I don't yeah. know if Oscar Piastri has enough points, but Oscar Piastri as well. There's so many people out there that could, you know, be a good fit. But I think with him... He proved yesterday during that race start that, you know, he's got a little bit of juice left. Um, jumped up, what, five places? That's not that, you know, like, easy to do, especially at the start of a, a race like that when everybody is so on edge. So I would have to give it to him for this race. I think he did a good job. No, 100%. 100%. Uh, I, yeah, I think... I think he could have, like Handy likes to say, found a hobby, moved on. Um, but, you know, he's here and he's doing a great job. I think it would be worse if he was not doing a good job and he's he's doing a good job. So can't I complain. do still think he's stinking up the place. It's real freaking smelly right now. I know. I know you think that. I feel yeah. like there's others who are stinking out the place. And look, that is... Yeah, including Kimmy, but we won't talk about what happened today. Okay, well... We might because it is time for donkey of the day, the 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 day where the time of the day where we we get into it and we we talk about the people who maybe could have had a better race. Look, uh, yeah. Tandy, I feel like you, maybe you're trumping at the bit. Is there anyone today? There's a couple people, yeah. There's a couple of people who are my donkeys, you know. Yeah, that I feel like I feel like need addressing. But right. who for you is there anyone who you think uh, deserves donkey of the right. day? Right. So there's this man, yeah, who comes into a fight with a knife. Yeah. And then as soon as we start fighting, he drops the knife. Oh, right. I like to call him a cucumber in his own salad. (laughs) The person I'm talking about, guys, is Vettel. Who are you talking about? Vettel. Okay. Oh, my God. Let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about this guy. Right, okay. This cucumber in his own salad, yeah? He comes into the fight. He starts the commotion, yeah? Yeah. And then as soon as everyone's like, let's rush this guy, he's like, ah! He drops drops his knife and then he starts to spin. Spinning. Granddad spin. Oh, you know when, you know in families where you hear like, oh, Granddad's, granddad's over there. Help granddad get off the couch. Yeah. That's how I feel about Vettel. You're stinking yeah. up the place, bruv. Bruv. 
It's like granddad's wet himself again. Right, granddad's, yeah. granddad's spinning again. Yeah, oh, God. Oh. You know what, yeah? I'll tell you now. Mm. Vettel is a classic case, yeah, of mm. like clout protection. Mm. Yeah? His mm. clout is protecting him from a lot, and he's got a lot of people ride or die for him. Aston Martin are doing a really good job of like marketing him as this like lovely little uncle. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves Seb Vettel, blah, blah, blah. And you know, yeah, I had to eat humble pie, yeah? I had to eat a lot. When he got that Baku podium, I had to eat humble pie. I was like, you know, I asked if he was finished. Great performance. But he's back, spinning on his own. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You can't do that. Why is this normalised? It's not normal. You can't spin on your... You, you can't try and overtake someone and then spin on your own. I was watching a Formula 1 with someone who doesn't even watch Formula 1. He's like, that's mad. Did he just spin wow. on his own? That's, that's a four-time world champion. Chevy, are we being too harsh on Sebastian Vettel right now? Because we're... On this podcast, I'm not going to lie to you, <laughs> we, we get at my guy. Because it's like... It's like yeah, a lot of people... <laughs> So we're the only taking the fucking whatever pillies taking. Everyone else is just like not. They're not awake. Wake up, sheeple! This guy's finished. I but like, what do you think? Um, okay, so for me, I genuinely love Seb, and I do think that Aston Martin is loads better for him than Ferrari was, especially towards his like end at Ferrari. But with yeah. regards to today's race. Yeah, definitely not his strongest. Could have been better. I mean, he was above Stroll anyway. Aston Martin was counting on him to at least do something for the team. And when he knocked out, it was kind of like... And no one, like, pushed him or anything either. It kind of just happened, I think. So, um, it was one of those things. Like, what are you doing? You know? So, I think that could have been avoided had he been a little bit more careful with what he was doing. Um, yeah, for me also, Kimi today, not the strongest, um, both times when they showed him, he was, you know, off in the runoff, so not the strongest today, and then I think... Didn't he cause a yellow flag? He did, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we've, uh, I always hark back to this, but on the first episode, Tandy said certain people are taking up space um and i called him a bum i was very like i couldn't believe that i was like is this how we're coming out guys he said i was like couldn't believe it but i just yeah i feel like I, i think we said this maybe last episode about kimmy as well i i feel like we're looking at the end of kimmy raikkonen finally like, not I, I, like it, it's about to. like no because all in all honesty that last Ferrari like those three years back at Ferrari were horribly disappointing like they were bad one win in three seasons you know really poor results against Vettel um, cool you go to Alfa Romeo Maybe one season is okay. Is okay. Um, he doesn't do that. He does okay, but it's against Giovinazzi, who's um, you know he's a new he's a newbie basically. But now I think you know he's kind of starting to show that he is like a forty year old 
using F1 as a hobby and it's just, it's not, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I personally feel like they might be considering Callum Ilot at this point just to make things, you know, a little bit more better for the team as a whole. Um, It seems like Kimmy's kind of checked out too. Like he's just, you know, he loves what he does. It's just, I don't think he's really in it for like, I need to get, you know, points and I should probably drive as fast as I can for a podium or anything like that. He's kind of just like, I'm just going to do this day in, day out because I just like it. So, yeah, I'm thinking that Alfa Romeo are probably in talks right now to change things up a bit. Do you think, because I actually just, I sat there today and I just thought, you know what, it's so obvious with Formula One being such a a money and financial based backed sport that a lot of these people just have shares and stuff. And so it doesn't make sense to get rid of them. Their shares are what keeps them there. That Their share are there, is their sh- somewhat chair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, it would and not that, and Kimmy actually well. has Kimmy actually has shares, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, they gave Kimmy shares in Alfa Romeo um, as part of his Ferrari severance package to get Charles in. So um, it's a shame. You know, I think there is like a conflict, but I think, I think it's obvious now. I think he, I think his time's done. Look, he's won a world title. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's certain men on Sky Sports who are dining off their world title, okay? Crew's not one for all. Jensen. I know what I'm saying. I thought you said oh. certain men who haven't won nothing. Oh, haven't won. Look, yeah, look, there's a lot of men on Sky oh. Sports who've not won well. And they're eating well. Um, to be fair, even Damon. Uh, Damon's won. Trust. <laughs> and he's 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 doing he's doing right. So you know you are always you're in the history of Formula One in an elite group of people mm-hmm. who have won a Formula One world title. You've got nothing else to prove. Let these young guys come through, man. Let them have a seat. You're literally taking up twenty percent of the grid. By and that's being what it in. is as well. Like there's a certain point from being because we can't say when you think of Formula One and you think about Formula One greats, there's no way you're not gonna have a conversation about Kimmy. I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. you. there's no way you're not gonna have a conversation about Alonso. But at yeah. this point, if these guys continue to take up this much room, they are what we like to call going outside. They're yeah. going outside now. Because yeah. This generation aren't going to look at you as the legends that their parents per se saw. They're just going to look at you as the stinking bum who still sat in that piece of metal and taken up room on the lane. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we Tandy (laughs) Sabanda. Oh my god. Oh, sorry, I'm just playing. I'm playing so I can't. I look. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. For real. Right. For real. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, how can I top that? I'm going to yeah. have to just go on with my donkey. And, uh, so you've both talked about the people that I was going to talk about. By the way, big up Yuki Tanoda. You got a point. Yeah, you're gonna be the hey. The way that you went out in qualifying, I was like, bruv, you cannot be coming 17th in, in Q1, bruv. That's not good enough. But he's got a point. I like that. Move on. So Yuki, you're spared. 
You'll spare the thing. Ah, so glad Yuki gets to eat tonight. He gets to eat. <laughs> well, Elmo Marco is too busy probably stroking Verstappen's hand. Oh my just God. like, are you okay? 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 <laughs> no. I'm here. Hey, said stroking the stuff in the hand. Do you, do you want some grapes? And <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who's my donkey? Mm. Who's my donkey? George Russell. I'm gonna say it. Uh, yeah, Chevy. Let's have a conversation. Let's George have a Russell. conversation George that Russell. Chandy's been saying for years now. Let's when go. is George Russell going to convert one of these? positions into the points mm, yes i was thinking about that i was like mm, you were handed another chance yet again so close and you binned it um he is lucky let me tell you that now this your he, boy hey look i love i love look i kind of look i told you i bought i bought Everything. I put my house on George Russell. Okay, so, so embarrassed. I, yeah, no, I'm embarrassed for myself. I've got hyped, but he went backwards at the start again. That like he always goes backwards. Like, and I refuse to believe that this car, which is good enough over one lap for him to get into Q3 and be the seventh fastest driver, for him over 300 meters to go down two, three places consistently. Like, it's not good enough. I mean, I know in the in the sprint race, he, you know, he, he came, was it ninth? Yeah, ninth. Came ninth, started 12th, but he was 14th by the time the first lap drama shook, shook out. And that's with Verstappen going out. So it would have been 15. Um, so I just, I, d- I don't know. At what point... The qualifying is great. At what point do we start to interrogate why isn't he giving us performances in the race which match his qualifying? And I, I you know, maybe Donkey is harsh because he that performance on Saturday is one of the all time great British qualifying performances, people may say. He did well in the sprint race. He finished ninth. You know, there's a penalty to be got there. And to be fair, I've only watched it once. I can't even really give like a strong opinion on whether it was a penalty or not. People are saying it was harsh. Some people are saying it was okay. Um, but I don't know. Guys, what do you think? Sorry, I'm rambling. But George Russell, what what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I agree to most of it. Yeah, like he... I think there was like a point in the middle where he wasn't getting anything and now he's, you know, Q3, sprint race, what, like P, P9, I think, then three places. He placed yeah. grid drop, so P9 because he started P12. So to think that with all of that happening and yet still the Williams can't push itself into P10 or anything like that is a little bit disappointing I don't know if it's like George not delivering on Sunday or if the Williams car genuinely just like loses its reliability as the weekend goes on. But it's one of those things like when are we ever going to see George Russell finally get one point, just one point. Yeah. That's all we're asking for. One point. Tandy, open return ticket that you bought. Uh, are you getting on the train today or? No. 
I'm not getting on the train until at least the man at least has at least two points. Doesn't make sense oh, right. for me to be honest. You guys have hyped this man. I bought the ticket because I thought <laughs> I thought it'd be a Bitcoin thing. You know when everyone invested in Bitcoin, yeah. we were like, oh, maybe I should have invested. I'm hoping George Russell is that, but at the moment I'm not seeing it, guys. Yeah, no. you know I mean? yeah. They told so, you to buy the dip, and it just it kept tanking. I can't, I can't see that dip yet with him. You yeah, know? no, fair so, play. The ticket is still here. It's still, it's not in like you know, you don't put it in your main purse. You put it in like the side purse, you know. Okay, cool. There. Chevy, you're nodding. I've not got a purse. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew there was two purses. Uh, no, yeah, you have an old purse. Yeah. yeah, there's multiples. Like sometimes you take one out, like on a particular uh-huh. or whatever, and then you've got your like regular bag with like all your stuff in. It. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. I get where Dandy is coming from. Yeah, you have the you have the main purse, which has the main bank card, the emergency right. bank card, your ID, and then you have the side purse, which has like your ASDA card, your M&S card, stuff, <laughs> like the shops that you don't actually always shop in, do you know what I mean? Might yeah. have like your old university ID or something, do you know what I mean? Nice, yeah. fair play. Look, I've been schooled on purses. Yeah. That is uh, something that I've taken from today. Thank God. Um, look. Whilst we're here, on George Russell, we said Valtteri Bottas had a good performance today. There was all this speculation. Mercedes were going to announce it. British Grand Prix, George Russell. It didn't happen. George is acting very confident. Ah, I don't know if you've seen George recently. He's got a new haircut. He's coming into the paddock wearing striped shirts. Mm Mm-hmm. He's ditched the khaki shorts mm-hmm. and beige loafers, mm-hmm. which is a good start. But he's acting like... Because how was he going to match with them Bottegas and, them, aye, 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 and aye, the Valentino and the... Come on. Trump. We're not fucking around the Mercedes, bro. You, you can't mean? be dressed like you're in Mamma Mia, bro. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, but... There's a lot of, uh, I guess there's a lot of hype around. I want to attack this in two ways. And it'd be really good to hear your thoughts on this, Chevy. So one, do we think that Mercedes are going to make the decision after uh, after the summer break, which is after Hungary? So they're going to make a, you know, make a decision next month. We're probably going to know. Beginning of September, we'll know whether George is in that seat or not. Is George Russell ready for the Mercedes seat? One. Two. Do you think it's weird that people want someone to go into Mercedes to compete with Lewis and be as good as Lewis. People think George is going to go in and once he gets a car, he'll be just as good as Lewis Hamilton. Sakir showed us, whatever. Do you think it's weird that people are expected to go in and challenge a seven times world champion, but at Red Bull, everyone expects Perez to be Verstappen's backup and Verstappen doesn't have that kind of energy. Um, I guess, what are your thoughts on the Mercedes second seat and... George Russell, what do you think? Personally, for me, I feel like if they are going to announce it, they will announce it sometime within this year. I can't really put my finger on when, but I feel like they're going to have to do it during this season. 
Um, got yeah. really close. I feel like they've definitely talked about it before. They've definitely talked about not having Valtteri in that second seat. So I can see it happening. And with regards to whoever is in that second seat, um, I don't know why some people think that George is going to just get into that seat and magically outdo everything that Lewis has done. While George is a good driver, Lewis is kind of a prodigy when it comes to that seat and his abilities. And there's not a lot of F1 drivers at that level of multiple world championships and breaking all of these records and all of that. So for me, I definitely do think they might keep George in like a Valtteri type position. And I will say that George has better awareness than Valtteri when it comes to racing. So we might see like a better version of Valtteri perhaps with George in that second seat. Um, and then, you know, when Lewis eventually decides to retire, they might just make George their, you know, Lewis. So I think it's just going to be like a hierarchy of sorts, but we can only wait and see what happens. Again, Valtteri is also a very good driver. Just because he's had like a couple of incidents doesn't take away from the fact that he has been able to be right next to Lewis all these years. As I said. And it's not, it's not easy sitting there and your team is telling you, move out of the way so Lewis can take your spot and take first yet again. Like, it's hard being a driver yeah. at any team. So I think that it will take a lot of preparation for George to, you know, get situated at Mercedes before we see anything close to, oh, I'm going to outnumber anything that Lewis has done. But, yeah, it's just a waiting game. So well put. You can see why she's getting the like the calls from Lewis. You see why she's got the direct the line, you know, when she like, goes ring ring party and it's it's a quick line, isn't it? I'm just I'm here, I'm mesmerized. I'm so right. when Yasha calls, he gets the do 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 Um Tandy. Hello. You alright, mate? Great. Uh what are you saying? I guess do you do you think that um let me ask you a question. Do you think that the expectation on George Russell going, if he is going into that seat, is fair? Is it fair? On George? No. Why not? I feel like everyone's hyped him up a bit too much. You know, I'm, I'm very honest about this. I have been for a long time. I do think the expectations on George are very high. And if he is to go into the seat next year, I think a lot of people are going to be very disappointed because they've hyped him up too much, so they expect a lot from him. I think what might happen with George is a very similar to a Yuki Tsunoda situation where Yuki did great in GP2 and everyone was like, there's this great driver coming in. And here he is just still kind of adjusting to his environment. Yeah. This does not go to say that George isn't a great driver. He is a great driver. But I think that seat was always going to be hard to kind of take over because Bottas is a brilliant driver. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if next year we are sat here saying, oh, like, what happened with George though? Like, why isn't George doing this? 
and it won't be his fault. It'll just be the fact that he's been hyped by all the British fans. And the British fans are literally, we talk a lot about, you know, the European fans, but the British fans are hard on you because we're a small island and we're gunning for you to be our number one champion. There's no room for any mistakes yeah. when, when, you know. So for, I think for George, it's definitely going to be, it's it's not only going to be like races, it's going to be comparing him to Bottas. It's going to be comparing him to Lewis on fashion on his decorum, <laughs> on his tire, on his tire maintenance. It's gonna be a lot of things. And yeah. at first we're gonna be like, why the hell have we got this guy? Some people are gonna be like, you guys, you know, you overhyped this guy. But eventually, if he is the George that we've all hyped up, if he is this Wonder Boy, the one who, you know, our Harry Potter of this whole story. Yeah. Then eventually he will adjust to the boots. He'll tie his shoelaces correctly. But at first it's gonna be hard. Mark my yeah. No, look, equally, equally mm. eloquent. And yeah, I, I just yeah, I I, I I do worry for George. Mm-hmm. Um he is the, the British press love to build someone up to knock them down knock again. Down. And you know. There's nothing better they would love than for George to walk into that Mercedes seat, show that Hamilton's been on easy street for the last five years, um, and and show that you know he's going to just dethrone Hamilton. But I think today showed not even just George's performance, Hamilton's performance. Like we spoke about the crash, you know what? Let me just bring it back. Because we need to appreciate Lewis Hamilton was nine seconds behind Leclerc with about 15 laps to go. Like it was like it was not certain that he was gonna win this race today. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was catching him at a rate of a second per lap. Yep. On tires which were two laps older. Right. Okay. It's not like there was a massive like he had older tires. Catching him at a rate of a second per lap, no matter how fast the Mercedes is, no matter how quick and slow the Ferrari is, whatever. What he done today was incredible. It was one of the greatest Lewis Hamilton victories we've got. And earlier we got caught up in the the, the mire of the first corner incident. But I will not let this podcast finish before we give this guy his flowers. Mm-hmm. Because it was incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a second lap, he caught him, he stuck it in there. A lot of people wouldn't have stuck it their nose in that corner again. He had to do it. He got the job done. For George Russell to even think he could come into that Mercedes team and perform at the level that we are watching Hamilton perform at and has performed at for years is mad. And for anyone in the public to think that George Russell is going to come in. I've seen people, big F1 accounts, you know. I can't wait until the Mercedes put Mercedes in, George in the Mercedes seat so he to compete with how He's not competing with no one. It's not going to. It's not going to happen. He's not competing. He is supporting. He is a support act. You are an hors d'oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hors d'oeuvre. You are a side dish. You are a, you are a condiment. You you're, are coleslaw, my guy. You're ketchup. <laughs> You're literally a side tick, okay? Like, please respect that position because we're looking at the greatest of all time operating at an incredible level. Look, guys, 
What a race that we've had. I think... I was so excited to come on this podcast. Oh, man. By the way, guys, this is actually what dreams are made of. This is all me and Yashi have ever wanted. We've always wanted a race for us to be able to just talk about how much we love the race, who we thought was shit in the race, who we thought was amazing on the race, to just come on the podcast and do it. And so just doing this after was just... It's great. It's To be fair, we were tired. After the, the we were tired. <laughs> we were like, we'd, God, we need a break from this, and the results weren't going away. And no, it was a bit. Oh. But was. we're back. We're back. Mm-hmm. And look, um, Chevy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you pleasure, on this yeah. show. So, I guess talk to us quickly about about your YouTube channel. Like, um, I've actually been following you for like a, a couple of years now so like it's been cool like looking at your content and and it, to get you on the show today but I guess how did you get into F1 um especially being in in America like how how did you get into F1 yeah. and why did you become like a content creator um well I got into F1 only last year um hmm. I started watching what the TV was playing what Monza last year and so I sat down to watch that and it was very interesting. I was like, what is this? Um, so I researched more about it, rewatched that race. And then I was like, okay, well, I kind of want to talk about this because nobody here that I know even really watches F1. In America, yeah. it's more, if we think motorsports, it's NASCAR, people like NASCAR. So F1 is not that popular here. So I was like, okay, I kind of want to talk about it with people. How can I do that? And then I realized there weren't many female motorsports content creators anyway. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try making YouTube videos. Let's see how this goes. And I made a couple of videos. um, And then I reached out over to Charlotte and Hannah over at the Purple Sector. And they were really kind enough to welcome me into the content creator community. So the WhatsApp group. And I was able to meet a bunch of other amazing people on there and get their contact info and things like that, get on videos with other creators and stuff. And then I started a website where I post articles and stuff. Um, my YouTube videos are on there. My interview with the director of marketing and comms is also on there as well. Wow. So uh, yeah, um, <laughs> nice. I just wanted to basically do more to increase the role of women in motorsport, especially women of color. I feel like there's literally no women and even less women of color in motorsport. So we need to get those numbers up. Um, it is my goal to absolutely do that. And then hopefully one day work in F1 as a team principal. But nice. Um, I don't know. Uh, got many more nice. for that to come, nice. but uh, I would love that. Um, one of my idols is Claire Williams, so uh, I try to be like yeah. her whenever I can. So yeah, that's just basically me. Uh, my channel is almost at 400 subs. I would like to get there by the end nice. of August, so that's what I'm working on right now. And yeah, that's basically me. Cool, man. Nice. Amazing. Do you know what? Like, I always say this, but I love to see black, brown women in motorsport because we're the most unrepresented people going and we have a lot to say. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. I'd also like to know when I come to California, we're going to hang out. Yes. Come, come by. Um, I live near San Francisco, not near, near, but that's like, I live in the Bay Area. So if you're ever in my neck of the nice. woods, just hit me up. 
Me and no. Yasha are there. We're there. We're coming We're there. true, bruv. Don't yeah. watch. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank this you. has been, oh man, I was, I've had so much fun on this podcast today. Uh, we hope that you've had a good time as well. I love uh, sick. Sick. That's that's all I can say to that. I'm really happy that you had a good time. Uh, and we're happy that you guys at home had a good time. Make sure you're following us, make sure you're subscribing to us. We are at like we we broke 200 follow subscribers. That's sick. We're nearly at a thousand followers on Twitter, which is wow. How did we get that? Because we chat a lot of shit. We chat a lot of crud on the internet. The people love it. The people love it. It's crazy. Going, guys. You absolutely. Oh no! Look, you know what? Before we go, Mm -hmm. I said that I would read out people, bruv. I just looked at my phone out and it's like 20 plus notifications. I'm like, I, I can't even find what I wanted no, to look yeah, at. I'll help you. I'll help you. Um, so I wanted to look at some of the tweets. I said, send us your tweets and we'll read them out. So let's read out some of the tweets that we've got. And Chevy, you can kind of let us know what you think of some of the tweets we've got. Sure. I'm literally trying. Where is this tweet? Okay, found it. Found it. Have you found it? Tandy, you start because uh, I haven't found it. You haven't, you haven't found it. This is so professional. Okay, okay. You said okay, guys. We're gonna record in a bit. That one. Yeah, that one. Okay, cool. Right, shoot. Do you wanna go? You go because okay. I can't it. So someone said, "Let's face it. If Max wasn't out of the race, Red Bull would have been on that podium." Yeah, we're not dying it. We said this last week. Fastest car on the grid, isn't it? We we said. Yeah. Yeah. What if you come here to, you know, we said it. No, you said it, no. That big up dirty does. Yeah. That's that's true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. do you agree? Like, Chevy, like, you know, I guess, I think we said it. If if Max pulls out of that, he he easily stays on the podium. We knew that anyway, innit? Um, yeah, I think so, for sure. You guys can still hear me, right? No problems? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I definitely feel like he would have been on the podium. Um, to, unless something else took him out of the race. I feel like if things had gone normally, we would have just had a regular uh, yeah. Stappen Hamilton Valtteri podium, I think, for sure. Yeah. I feel like he could have won it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like if he just doesn't have that incident, either he manages to stay on the outside and stay ahead, or he passes him later in the race. I, I genuinely, I think he, I think he absolutely fucked it. Uh, Athena, uh, says it's important to note that Lewis only oh, found out. Big up Athena, yeah, we love Athena. It's important to know that Lewis only found out that Max was in hospital in his post-race interview and asked Bono on the radio if he was okay. So this narrative of Lewis knowing he's in hospital and then running around with his flag and and think you know rubbing it in or whatever is false. Like you can't, we're not, we're not, we're not dealing with them things there, bro. Trust, trust, trust. I really don't like how a lot of people have either taken the side of saying, well done, Lewis, or have said, Lewis, you're an absolute, inf- like, you're you're horrible for celebrating, like, shut up. No, it's mad. Stop Again, that. my friend who doesn't even watch Formula One was uh, on Instagram, he's like, oh my God, people are on, like, some random sports page, mm. and they put the result up, and people were like, he was like, wow, people really don't like Lewis Hamilton, do they? And I was like... I wonder where game is. I wonder that. I wonder anyway, why. honest fan Victor Akande eight, I think, yeah. said, "Great race from Lewis, but dirty move in Max. I've been waiting for this moment for Leclerc. Norris, as usual, 
Russell's so close yet so far. It's coming. Couldn't watch it all, but I thought it was pretty exciting. Gutted for Max and Max AG Hamilton, though, but we move. Mad at Hamilton. I think he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max is mad at Hamilton, bruh. But we move. We move. What can you do? What can you do? Max get a bloody grip, as I said. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. Look. Guys, thank you so much for your tweets. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the love on the channel. But we're going to go and enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Slash pass out uh, from a mad weekend. Yeah, Tandy needs to top up. Chevy, I know, probably needs to go have a big nap now. Chevy, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you so thank much. You we really... No, we appreciate it. And look, uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, so I'm Chevy Talks Racing on Instagram, Chevy Talks Racing on YouTube, and then on Twitter, I'm Chevy Talks Racing minus the Y. So Chev Talks Racing on 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 Twitter. Yeah. Cool. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on, Tandy. Any last words? Last word. Um. Christian Horner. Christian Horner, right. Sir, I need you to get a grip. I need Christian Horner to get a, a big, big, big grip of life. Snitchy yeah. may have got you somewhere. Snitching may have got you somewhere in school, but this is the base track, my guy. This is not real housewives of Formula One. This is the adult world. Yeah. And that's my final words, Christian. And look, and on that bombshell, we're going to leave you. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. We're out here. See you later. We'll be with you for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Thank you everyone for listening. Follow, subscribe. Goodbye. Toodle pip. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.